Very good morning. Happy to be here again. Amazing moment. Praising Jesus. I love that song. Beautiful. <laughs> I invite you to open your Bible with me in Matthew chapter 28. Is the verse, um, is the message about the Great Commission. All of us, we know very well, but it's good to remember. Matthew 28. Thank you, Joe. You know myself. I, can, I know myself. I can, yes. So let's keep the church tidy. <laughs> uh, Matthew 28. We have the big screen. Yes, from 16. Let's read. Let me read here from, from here with you. Then the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, can you imagine the reaction? Climbing the hill, the mountain, Jesus there. When they saw him, they worshipped him. But some doubt. Next verse. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And now the end, beautiful. And surely I am with you always, and to the very end of the age. I love this, amazing. Let's pray. You can keep, just close your eyes a second. Oh, Lord, we love your word. And we love, we truly believe that your word is the hammer who breaks the rock. Some of us came from a busy week full of anxiety and overwhelmed. But now, your word is open. And I believe that your word can bring our hearts back to the center of your will. And your word is powerful. To feed our souls, our hearts with hope, with faith, with eternal life. Holy Spirit, you are welcome. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Wow, the Great Commission is always moving. <laughs> it's beautiful. Uh, making disciples. So let me share with you in just a few minutes my first experience about this thingy, making disciples. Um, I'm not so old, but in my time, discipleship was to memorize a book of rules, doctrines, a package of doctrines. Why we believe in this way and to memorize Bible verses and, and all this. And then I was, I don't know, 17 years old or 16 at school. And this guy came to me, Roger, tall guy, full of tattoos, smelling cannabis. I, know, I never tried, but I know the smell. I was raised in a very dangerous area. And they, he, came, he came to me and said, hey, Danny, how, what's up? Okay, good, good, good. Tell me, what's this Jesus thingy? Uh, what do you mean? Yeah, you're a believer, right? Yes, tell me. How is this about at the school? Now, why this question? Because a month before, I was inviting another Christians in my class, I had two, and plus another guys in another classroom to pray for the school. 
So in the break time in the sports hall, we gathering to pray for the school. In that time, we didn't have that word uh, bullying, but it was the same. So everybody was joking and bullying. I don't mind. Uh, I don't mind. And then I have the right answer to them. And we gathering from the same love of God, from different denominations. We gathering to pray for the school. Ten minutes in the break time. And then we start to pray for the employees, the cleaners, the teachers, the students, uh, the, high te the head teacher for all of the school every single day. But then some people start to come. And that prayer meetings became like preaching meetings. It was my first pulpit. was in the school. And then I was there and, uh, in the middle of that circle preaching. I remember some... Oh, horrible. But I remember some teachings in that time. <laughs> and I was there because some guys who wasn't from church who started to come to learn what's going on. And then I start to preach. And what's this? Okay. And this Roger came to me this day asking, what is about this Jesus and church and glory to God? What is this? And I asked him, why are you asking this? Oh, yesterday I was in the tube going to work. And that time we could work at 15, 16 years old. And I was going to work, he said. And I saw that girl. Beautiful. And he was sharing with me. And then I said, okay, I need to speak to her. And he jumped to speak to the girl. Hello, hello, good morning, how are you? And start to flirt with the girl. And that girl, amazed. Oh, I wish my girls would be like this. <laughs> that girl said to him, you are such a special guy. And, oh, do you think? Yes, because Jesus loves you so much. <laughs> who sent you here to talk to me because he wants to let you know that he has a plan for your life, a life full of joy, meaning, and hope, and eternal life because he died for your sins on the cross. He resurrects to give you a new life. The girl preached the gospel in three minutes for the guy. And he was... Uh, Quack, 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 quack. Okay, thank you. In this moment, he was sharing this with me with the red eyes. And he said for me, Tani, I couldn't sleep. What's happening? That was my first moment to learn about making disciples. Because that Roger became like a brother. When I saw he was sleeping in my house, eating with us, my mom was his mom as well, and we are all together and all the time eating Bible, talking about God. We went to many church camps, Christian rock concerts, church events, night of praise. He came from this background, from uh, African cults, worshiping different gods. Uh, I remember when, the first time when he manifested demons in my lounge and we prayed together. He's a tall guy. It's hard to <laughs> hold him. But it was amazing. And when I saw, we were like every day I was sharing. My, I was not a mentor. I was just 16 years old. But then this week, uh, I was remember, okay, we we'll preach about making disciples. Roger came to me. I said, what's up for him? Well, how, how are you? Now he's getting married. And uh, his girlfriend, Amanda, came to Jesus as well. And then they have a child now. And we start this small group. But then I remember 2 Timothy. We have there 2 Timothy 3, chapter 3, verse 10. 2 Timothy. Oh, it's there. Yes. What Paul says for, um, said for his disciple, Timothy, you, however, 
know all about my teaching, comma, my way of life, my purpose, faith, patience, love, endurance, and keep go keeps going. Verse 11, he talks more. But all about my teaching, my way of life. I remember me and Roger, this friend. Do you know that kind of relationship you have when you look for someone from, I know what you're thinking. I know, I already know what you're thinking. Or if you are around the table with some friends and don't, don't say that. I know what you're thinking because you are so connect with that person. That person knows everything about your way of life, your intentions, your purpose. With Roger, I learned that discipleship, making disciples, is not to memorize information about Jesus. It's to share your life. And your values and your everything. Now we are at the top of this mountain. With two groups is this meeting with Jesus. The first group, the 11, 12 minus Judas, so the 11 disciples. They were there, they were invited. Jesus told them, Go for that mountain. Jesus appointed the direction, the destination, go there. But the second group is in verse 20. I will be with you always into the very end. Of the age. So the age had not end, uh, yet ended. It's, it's me and you. Okay, we received this invite. Come to the mountain. Let's talk. There is something there for me and you to learn. We are invited for this. But then verse 17, there is something that I feel, okay, I'm the same page with these guys now. They came. We are there. Okay, Jesus, we love you. We worship you like we did now a few minutes ago with these beautiful songs. But I have a question mark in my soul. I have doubts. I have questions. Verse 17. Yeah, it's Jesus. Yeah, we love him, but he's resurrected. Okay, what's happening about resurrection and this church thing and this kind of mission he's teaching? And they have questions in their hearts. And this is me and maybe you. Okay, I got it. I need to follow Jesus. I don't know how to preach, I don't know how to sing, I don't know how to share, I don't know how to make disciples, I don't have time, I, I don't have faith enough. How this will be, when this will be, how many people I will communicate the gospel, or I don't know how to react. But I still love Jesus, I still worship Him. I don't have enough faith. I don't have the faith of my parents, of my pastor, of that person. I'm confused sometimes. I don't see Jesus when I'm shouting with my kids at home or when someone crashed my car in the streets or in my workplace. But when, when I'm here, the Sundays, I feel, okay, Jesus, I really love you, but I don't know what to do with my life, how to be a truly disciple or to make one. Welcome to the meeting. It's me and you. We worship Him, but we have questions. Some of us don't, don't feel good enough for this mission. Because we see all these great preachers on YouTube or all these fancy church and say, wow, I'll never be like that guy. Or when you see this testimony, testimony is about healings or about something powerful, which is great. And you feel, mm, it's not me. I don't know how to give knowledge words or prophecies. I'm not this kind of person. Welcome. And the amazing part is that Jesus doesn't mind. <laughs> they 
came, worshiping, questions, and, the, and Jesus said, okay, I'm not giving you answers now. I just want to let you know this. Verse 18, all the authority. I am the charge now. And not on the charge on the heaven uh, when the angels are singing, but here on the earth as well. I am the link between heaven and eternity and your time and your life and your everyday life. And your, I am the charge of your emotions. I am the charge of your dreams, of your future. Don't need to be afraid. All the authority is mine in heaven and here in Crowley, in this church, in your place of work, in your workplace. I mean, in everyday life, in your school, I am the charge. All the authority, all is too much, is a lot, all, everything was given to me. Now, I will show for you guys how to be, uh, he, because he's talking with disciples and teaching, sending to make new disciples. So how I make new disciples? He's not saying making new converts, new Christians, new people who like to or enjoy to come to the church on Sunday. No, it's disciples. That's raised the question. What is a, is a disciple? It's not people who knows doctrines. It's not people who memorize everything. It's disciples. There's many things. This text, text is very compre comprehensive. But there is three points here I can see. It's three imperatives. It's not, it's not an option. It's like, oh, if you feel like, uh, no. Is the command. He's saying, go, baptize, teach. Now, go. You can study go in Hebrew, Greek, Aramaic. And go means go. <laughs> Don't stay. Just go. Okay, but... I don't have this call to be like Dave and Ali, to go to Africa, to go to, I don't know, North Korea or this dangerous place. But you already are going every day when you go to shopping, when you go to petrol station, when you go to County Mall here, when you go to London, when you are in your plane going to Spain, holidays, someone besides you, you already are going. So go. Go where to your life? Go. And it's funny because you have the great five great commissions and John, Matthew, Luke, John, Acts. We have the great commissions in Acts 1.8 that everybody knows. Okay, uh, you receive power, the Holy Spirit, and you go to Judea, Samaria, Jerusalem, to the ends of earth. But stay in Jerusalem first, you receive the power, and then you go. Acts 2, when they receive the power, they don't. They stay in Jerusalem because it was so nice, warm. And good to be there. The church was nice. Peter was there. The leaders of the church were there. So what's beautiful to be in Jerusalem? It's convenient. It's near to my home. I can go by foot. It's okay. Who will be preaching this morning? Let's see in the app. Oh, it's Peter. Let's go. It's John. It's James. I don't know. These famous names. Let's go. Why do you need to go for some place that we, even, we don't know? Then how to pronounce the name. Let's stay here. It's nice. And then came the greatest evangelist in the New Testament. Not Paul. Yeah, Paul was a big one, but another guy. Nero, the empire. <laughs> Nero, the emperor. Which is such hard persecution against the church. 
start to kill everybody. We'll start with Stephen and then start to kill. Okay, now we have to go. Have no option. <laughs> and they go to the ends of the earth. They spread the gospel. Now just go. Jesus is saying, go to your life. You don't need to go to Cambodia. Where you go? For academic world, for school. You, you can make disciples in everywhere in your daily life. Just go. Don't wait for something bad to happen. Just go. Make disciples is between Sundays. Here we don't make disciples. Here we are worshiping Jesus, receiving teaching, instruction, uh, listen to the word of God uh, and fellowship. But we don't make disciples here. There is no conflict here. We are in the same uh, environment here, friendly environment. We can speak the evangelical uh, language, Lamb of God. You know what that means. But when you say Lamb of God in your school, mm, sounds weird, or in your workplace, are redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. They are, what? So here, we are okay. The conflict is there. When it's on Monday, it's this evening, and then you go. And Jesus said, this go, when you go to your life, has to be intentional. You go. When I was a kid... You know Clark Kent, Superman. And I love to, uh, the first one, 1978, 77. What's the name, the guy who fell from the horse? Christopher. This one. Do you remember the Superman with the hair like this? Yeah. Clark Kent was a bubbling idiot. Lois Lane doesn't like him. But don't let him near to a telephone booth. <laughs> Because when Metropolis was in chaos and all the criminals there, and I was watching me and my brother, Marcelo, and then he took the glasses and hooked his tie. I said, oh, here we go. <laughs> He's coming. And then, oh, it's a plane, it's a bird, it's a Superman, bringing order to that cause because he was not from there. He was from Krypton. And he has a different power. And... My desire is to see ordinary people with questions and doubts being the super believers from Crowley Community Church and everywhere because they are not from here. They are from another planet with a different power, with a different worldview, with a different word, with hope in their hearts, with some kind of different flame. You are not the same person. When he say baptize then, it's not only to get wet. The word in Greek for baptism, they used to... Uh, this word for that kind of uh, dye maker. For example, if a lady wants to give a pink dress for uh, his daughter, to his daughter. So he buy the cloth, uh, give to the dye maker who dips dip in the, into the, the, the dye pink and then after dry, hand it to the mother and he could make a dress. It was the same cloth with a different color. One is the cloth before dipping into the dye and another one is a after that thing. This was the word to baptism. So when Jesus said to baptize, he said, hey, your history, your race, your culture, your heritage is secondary now to your faith. Even your nationality is secondary. So you are not a teacher. You are not a lawyer. You are not a business person. You are not an IT person. You don't work with customer service. You are not nothing of this. You are a disciple first. So where you are is your missionary field. 
is with kids, is with elderly people, is anywhere between customers, between suppliers, in the phone call, everywhere. Your nature first, your first color, uh, your first skin color is red, is the blood. You are a disciple first. And a disciple is not here between four walls. It's great to be here, but it's not here. It's going. It's having this first uh, nature as disciple, first of everything. And it's teaching. Now, teaching what? Ecclesiology, anthropology, or eschatology. Teach them to obey, to observe. Teach them to observe. Don't teach them to believe. The devils believe. It doesn't obey. Many Christians believe. They don't obey. They, doesn't, they don't mind. I had some, I had one professor in the seminary. Wisdom man. And that very, um, you know, white hairs. Smoking. Theological teacher, smoking. Uh, what's the name of that thing in English? I don't know. Yeah, they were like, like Popeye the Sailor Man. Uh, now I want to teach you about systematic theology. The books were like this. <sighs> Very clever. Weird life. Crazy life. What's, what's going on here? So... Lots of Christians that have all the information, who have internet, who have Bible verses and colors, pink Bibles, black Bibles, iPhone, Samsung Bibles, who have everything, who have films, who have everything. But they doesn't obey. Because obedience is hard. If I was the devil, I would keep myself and all the Christians very busy to not have time to obey or to make disciples. But not very busy with dirty things. For example, <coughs> I know I'm ugly. And I have a hor <laughs> horrible accent. And then suddenly a beautiful blonde lady is flirting with me. It's obvious. I'm not following that. But if I was the devil, I would give it to me, myself, Daniel, a lot of stuff about church and God's kingdom because this is my passion to keep me busy all the time so I don't have time to make disciples because I'm working too much to, for God. Because God can, doesn't, can do without me. I have to do this. I have one more book to write. I have one more email to do. I have that call to do. And at the end of the week, oh, who is my disciple? Where is my... I don't have time. <coughs> Teaching to obey is like Paul said to Timothy, my way of life, my purpose, you know everything about me. And, and Paul said later on, he said, look at me, you can do what I'm doing because I'm pleasing God. Wow, I'm not brave enough to say, speak this to someone else. So teach them to obey because information without application keeps me far away from transformation. Now, tomorrow, example, I'm going to have, to have a heart surgery. And the doctor come, come to my room and say, okay, Daniel, tomorrow is the, 
a great day. Now, I want you, Daniel, let you know everything that you are going to your heart tomorrow. Okay. So I have these manuals and books, and we are doing this procedure first. And the first hour, we're cutting this vein and doing this. And Okay. Okay. Do you have any questions, Daniel? Yes, I do. My first question is, uh, how many times have you done this before? Oh, Daniel, you'll be my first one. I don't know about you, but I, <laughs> I don't want to go to that room with you. But no, no, then you're not understanding. I had my, my grades or my marks was A. <coughs> I was the best in my class about heart surgery. So I have another question for you. How is, if you've done this before, and how is the people? <laughs> Are they alive or okay? <laughs> Because information without practice, Jesus said, I love that verse, Matthew 7. Not everyone who says, Lord, Lord, will enter in the kingdom of heaven. But only the one. Oh, I love the Bible when they have this comma and this emphasis in this text. Only the one. It's not for everybody. It's not for all the people who are Christians, who come to the church. Let's go. Let's go for a, uh, gathering that crowd of people. Only the one who does. Practical. Who say no for the sin. Who say no to herself. Who say no, I want to obey the word of God. So I have to learn how to obey Jesus I have to learn how to take my daily life decisions with my wife, with my kids, with my co-workers, that grumpy guys works with me. I need to learn how to obey Jesus there. The will of my Father who is in heaven. Now, if Jesus comes back tomorrow, you don't need to be worried with nothing of this. But if Jesus takes more 200 years to come back, you better wor uh, be worried with all of this. Because my kids, my grandchildren, my grand-grandchildren, and this word, I want they be the answer for this word. Disciples of Jesus Christ. Now, what is a disciple? <laughs> it's normal, ordinary people who has questions, who comes to church on the weekends, who has normal lives, who needs to work, but who have decided to give the command of their lives and decisions and actions to reflect the thoughts of Jesus Christ here, now. Make disciples, he said, in this level. Maybe now we are going to pray. Maybe the Holy Spirit can put in your heart and your mind now one name, one family, one person. Why you, you can adopt this person to be a disciple of Jesus? Because the problem is not that God has enough, we don't have enough Christians. The problem is Jesus doesn't have enough disciples. And and maybe that person, like Roger, was for me. Of course, it was another time. I was single, more time free. But maybe that person 
Okay, Lord. Give me one disciple this year. One. One family. One guy. To share my heart. To share your word. To share dreams about your kingdom. Like Paul said. To share my intentions. My purpose. We don't like this. That's why for me, very often the Bible is a mirror. And I need to obey. Because it's not an option. It's not a choice. <laughs> Come to the mountain. I want to give you a mission. Go. Tell them there's a new nature. They are not English or Brazilians. They are disciples. They, they are not their occupation, the name, badge, or they are disciples. They are not from Crawley, from London, from, they are from heaven. Go, baptize them, and teach them to obey, please. It's the characteristic of a disciple, is how we make a new one. I, I ask you for the Holy Spirit to bring to your heart, to your mind, someone this morning here. And there's a cost. The cost will be your time, your, your privacy, or your money sometimes, or your car. When you don't want to be disturbed, to invite this guy to be with him, with that lady, with that family. But there is nothing better than receive a WhatsApp like I did this three days ago from Roger. Saying, Danny, I miss you. How are you? Okay, how is Amanda? Wife, and how oh, you are happy in Christ. And they are making new disciples in Jesus. They keep going with the faith. The flames are still burning. This is still there. This is about heaven and hell. This is not, not about entertainment in church. This is the real stuff. This is about in that day to listen. Well done, faithful servant. Come. <laughs> Let's pray. Let's sing a, a worship song and, and pray. Let's stand. I want to invite you to close your eyes. Today I was calm. <laughs> I have a few minutes we are finishing and I, I want to invite you for a prayer in two, um, for two situations. While we are singing the next song, first one, for yourself, for your heart. Not for your needs, oh Lord, I have to pay my rent or uh, no. But for this kind of thirsty to make disciples, Lord. Please feed this flame in me this morning. I don't want to go just for God. I want to go with this intention. And the second pray. Pray for someone that maybe the Lord put in your heart now. We are not called to have a selfish life. To be praying around our small problems all the time. Connect your heart with the Holy Spirit. You don't need to be a missionary, a preacher. You don't need, you don't need to have a lot of money, nothing. This ordinary people 
with questions are welcome. Let's pray while you are singing. And you feel free if you want to come to share your heart, to receive prayer. We are here, okay? Let's pray, let's sing.